Good evening, brothers and sisters. Good evening, sisters. How are you all today? Good. Okay. So we continue from here. So what is uh, the difference between uh, knowing and view? You say, right knowing and right view. As shared before, for something to be known as a view, uh, it needs to be beyond mere opinions. Yeah? You may have a certain opinion about things, but you may not live your life in that way. Yeah? You may not subscribe to it to the point where you live your life in that particular way. Yeah. So if that being the case, then it cannot be considered a view. Let's take a look. So here my teacher positions knowing as referring to the knowing within samatha. That means while you're meditating, yeah, doing samatha practices. There's knowing. So which then means that you must first practice samatha. Yeah, so within samatha, to know accordingly. Yeah, know what accordingly? To know uh, the, the features or the sign of uh, no self, the sign of um, yeah, uh, basically means no self. Uh. That wu fa xiang basically means emptiness of the phenomena. Yeah, or uh, uh, the non-grasping. So yi wu fei fa xiang. Yi wu fei fa xiang should be referring to the uh, emptiness. Yeah. So jian shi zai people shen Yeah. So then here view my teacher re refers to the vipassana practice. Yeah. Uh, so the people So that inside the vipassana to see accordingly. Yeah. So seeing the same thing. Yeah. Uh, the first one is to know, the second one is to see. Uh, <clears throat> so this is referring to the earlier verse. So, so there are three, uh, three levels. First one is to know, second one is to see, and the third one is to have the faith and understanding. To have such faith and understanding. 得到四禅八定的时候，在禅定里如是知如是见。So when a person has attained the four jhanas, the eight concentrations, yeah, then within the jhana, 
Now, rules are rules again. To know accordingly, to see accordingly. Yeah, to have faith and understanding. Here, faith is not simply but blind faith. Here, faith is, uh, I believe, to reach the point where you have confidence in it. Yeah. Because you have seen it. Because the earlier part is Jian. So that there's uh so the <clears throat> there's no grasping onto the self, there's no self, no phenomena, inherentness, yeah, and even emptiness itself, yeah. So uh not giving rise to uh the features of phenomenon. In other words, not grasping onto phenomenon. Yeah, means uh, non-grasping non onto it. So in this way, uh, you know accordingly and not there's no grasping onto uh, that there is any substantiality to phenomena. You see directly, uh, accordingly, and then uh, not to give rise to any grasping onto phenomena. You have faith and understanding in this way, and not to give rise to uh, any grasping onto uh, any substantiality of phenomena. So, in within emptiness, yeah, in the completeness of emptiness, so, there's no substantial form that you can grasp onto. Yeah, there's no substantial form that there is. Yeah, there's no such a thing. Yeah. Uh, likewise for form, feelings, perception, mental. Uh, likewise for feelings, perception, mental formations, mm -hmm. and consciousness. Yeah. All phenomena is insubstantial. You, there's no grasping. Nothing that you can grasp onto. You recall this is uh, basically identical to the uh, this part here. This part here is identical to the what to the heart sutra, isn't it? Uh, this part is identical to the heart sutra, right? Sigu kong zong wu se wu shou xiang xing shi, yeah. So if you if as we chant this verse, yeah, Sigu Kong Zong Wu Se Wu Shou Xiang Xing Shi Wu Yan Er Bi Se Se Ni Wu Se Sen Xiang Wei Chu Ba. Yeah, hands off within emptiness. There's no form, no feelings, perception, mental formations, and consciousness. No eye, ear, no tongue, body, and mind. No form, sound, smell, taste, touch, and body and mental object. Yeah, uh, no eye element up to no con mind consciousness element. Uh. So how can we use this in our day-to-day -day life? One way is to first reflect in what way is there uh, no substantial form, no substantial feelings, perception, mental formations, and consciousness. Yeah. First, go and observe, go and contemplate. How is form dependent on conditions? Dependent on conditions, how is it impermanent? Dependent on conditions, how 
is uh, are we able to find any formness within the conditions? Yeah. How about feelings? How are the conditions of feelings to arise? Yeah. Uh, being conditional, uh, is it subject to change? Yeah. Within the conditions, can you find any feelingness within the conditions? And so on. Yeah. Then as you do this, uh, it becomes you become more familiar with it. Yeah. Then ultimately how to use it? How can you use it? When when someone scores. <laughs> Yeah, too fast, too fast. Yeah, a bit, a bit too, too, too fast. Huh? Yeah. When nothing is happening, <laughs> try to use it when nothing is happening. Yeah, when you are taking the the lift. Yeah, when you are taking the lift, you consider. Uh, there's lift door. Why is the lift door? Uh, lift door is dependent. Is form form is dependent on conditions, and then uh, behind the lift door, there's no lift. Yeah, why? Because there are no conditions. Then later, dang. yeah, third floor. Then the door open, uh, you see a leaf inside. Then you consider, uh, now there are conditions, there's leaf. Yeah. Then inside, there's nobody. Then you walk inside, uh, now there are conditions, there's somebody inside, or there's form inside. Yeah. Then after that, or whatever, uh, close the door. Then later when you go out, yeah, no more conditions, then there's no more lift. <laughs> yeah. Try reflecting on normal conditions first. Yeah. When there's nothing drastic happening, when you are not getting upset, not getting angry yet. Yeah. If you immediately try to use it uh, when you are upset, maybe you can work, maybe it cannot work. Yeah. Try to use it first on normal circumstances. Then when you're more familiar, even when someone praise you, you're able to see that the praise is also dependent arising. It's empty in nature. Yeah. Uh, even if you win a lucky draw, you see that even lucky draw is empty in nature. <laughs> Will you be able to do it? Will we be able to do it? Do you, do you, do you uh, experience this? Have you won anything in lucky draw before? You have won things in lucky draw? Do you feel happier winning the lucky draw versus buying the thing? Probably feel happier winning lucky draw. Right? Of course, we can say that if it's a bigger item, you're happier. <clears throat> but even if it's a small item, that it doesn't cost much to buy. You feel quite happy <laughs> getting an lucky draw. Yeah. So why is that the case? Uh, because in our mind, we feel it's substance, something substantial we are gaining. Yeah. We're gaining something substantial. We didn't put in any effort, we gained something. <laughs> uh, after attending Diamond Sutra, Sifu, my life don't have much joy. The only joy is once in a while, yeah, I get a lucky draw prize. Now you have successfully removed another source of my happiness. When will you stop? <laughs> yeah. 
I will not stop until you all attain enlightenment. <laughs> but we should ask ourselves also, why should we do this? Yeah. But it's true, isn't it? As you learn more Dharma, then the things that used to make you excited start to make you less excited. Huh? Do you realize that? Uh, but now we take a step back. Yeah? You ask yourself, if you had known this maybe half a year ago, one year ago, two years ago, three years ago, would you tell your, yourself three years ago and say, don't attend this class. You want to, uh, you want just go temple pray. Don't come and attend this class. You attend this class and next time you have no more excitement in your life. <laughs> huh? There are some people who have this 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 idea, you know. Yeah, they feel like, hey, if I go down this way, <laughs> after what everything is boring, you know. Yeah. So there must be some advantage. Yeah. The advantage is if over time you start to see the insubstantiality, even if you have not fully see emptiness, you start to appreciate that, yeah, yes, you do seem to get something, but not so substantial, not such a big deal. You, are, you may also find that as a result, you don't get so sad when you don't win the lucky draw. <laughs> Worldly happiness comes with worldly sadness. So, so this is a, the, the progression. Yeah? First is knowing, then is seeing, then the faith and understanding. Yeah? So, so, uh, the practice, the cultivation of Sila Samadhi Panya, yeah, of uh, precepts, uh, concentration, and wisdom. Yeah. So, by now, these three terms should be quite familiar for all of us. Yeah. So, Albert, can you read this now? Like that? Uh, okay, give you exercise. Go and write these three words uh, 10 times every day. And listen, your, your exercise. Yeah, you'll be the tutor. So, and then uh, every day you must see him write. Yeah, must be written in the correct order. Yeah, it's like the word ko. Ko, right? You don't you don't draw like that, huh? <laughs> you don't draw ko like that. <laughs> yeah, it should be yeah one two three yeah. Then bonus points if it forms as the the top is slightly bigger than the bottom. Uh, bonus points. Yeah. Then if you can write until it looks a bit three D, wow, that one plus ten points. <laughs> But you must know the points is also insubstantial. <laughs> yeah. But don't don't try to learn Chinese culture, okay? Yeah. I'm Sifu don't want to make you into a Chinese. Huh? Yeah. There are easier ways to make you into Chinese. 
just get reborn, you get a chance to become a Chinese. <laughs> yeah, you have been, all of us have been Chinese for many times really. No, no need to become Chinese. Yeah, the only reason why I want you to write these three words, three characters, is at least start somewhere. Yeah, I know you have put in effort and you can read more or less. Yeah, but some of these characters are very common. Uh, so learn to recognize them. Then uh, after that, you can learn other terms. No? Okay. Yeah. Especially if you want to go further yeah, in this path, yeah, in the Chinese Mahana tradition, no second way around it. <laughs> Cannot be. <laughs> yeah. But again, remember, don't have to learn Chinese culture. Don't become a Chinese monk. Be a Buddhist monk. Okay. Um, so precepts. There are many terms. I'm I'm just using the common terms here. Okay. And most importantly, you must know what each of these mean. Yeah. Even if you cannot write properly nicely, never mind. Yeah, but you must know what they mean. No? So, yeah, uh, cultivation of precepts, concentration, wisdom. Precepts is the foundation. Yeah, no? foundation. So, cultivation of uh, concentration and wisdom is split into two parts. Uh, two, two, two phase. So, yeah, so the first phase is you cultivate concentration and uh, wisdom separately. Uh, so first you cultivate uh, concentration, then you cultivate wisdom. So, so to know accordingly and to see accordingly, that is when you cultivate concentration and wisdom separately. So the second phase is My teacher highlighted this phrase many times. This phrase I think is found in the Tongwen Zhiguan or Mohan Zhiguan. Uh, it means that samatha and vipassana are both uh, active uh, simultaneously. No? So uh, the 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 uh, simultaneous uh, yeah. So tsiguan shuang basically means that samatha and vipassana are both simultaneously active. Yeah. People so na xiu chen gong ho ding hui he xiu. So when your vipassana has uh, already been accomplished, yeah. It means you are successful in the Tasana. Then, so concentration and wisdom is cultivated together, yeah. So, meaning that this year it means that, uh, here doesn't mean that you have attained enlightenment, yet. yeah. So, it just means that you are you have reached a point where you, you are able to do the Tasana. So, so the later part, yeah, this part, where there's faith and understanding, this is 
according to my teacher, belonging to the part where Samatha Vipassana are both active together. Yeah, or active together. Dang Xiu Zi Chen Gong Ho, Futsu Si Yu Jie Ding, Wei Dao Di Ding, Kanan Yo Se Jie Ding. So, uh, if you practice concentration and then you are successful, yeah, you don't just have the concentration that is uh, that is uh, within the central desire realm, yeah, you or you uh, or just reach the excess neighborhood concentration, but you can also reach the form concentration. Yeah. So why is there this distinction? Yeah, either concent uh, practice concentration first, uh, then wisdom. Uh, why can't we do it together? So the reason is because initially our concentration is not so powerful, uh, not so powerful. Mm. So uh, let me pour some water. Mm. Okay, like all of us, put our hands on your shoulders do some shoulder rotation. Do, do. I want to see all of you do. Breathe in, breathe out. Okay, reverse direction. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Okay, yeah. Because I see, can see some of you uh, have a long day, huh? Yeah. Just some of you are busy for the whole day. Some of you maybe uh, because of weather. Then I see your eyes glaze over. <laughs> uh, but don't worry, it's, it's normal. Yeah. Uh, if Sifu is, is a student sitting down there listening to my very soothing voice, Sifu also... Uh, <laughs> Uh, because Sufu is explaining, it's so always full of energy. Uh. Yeah. If now Sufu asks any of you to, to come and explain, you all will not fall asleep. <laughs> so, Rusi Okay, so uh, that's not what I was mentioning. Uh, because why is it that we first cultivate separately? Can we immediately have Samatha Vipassana active together? Uh, usually we can't, yeah, usually we can't. Why? Because um, at the most fundamental, even if we don't consider Vipassana as doing contemplation, Vipassana has, uh, must have a certain level of discernment. Yeah. Oh. So there must be some level of discerning. And discerning means your mind is doing some comparison. When I went to Abagiri uh, on route to my higher ordination, I, I asked the, the, one of the abbot, uh, Ajahn uh, Pasano. Yeah. So I asked him, I, I, I stayed there for about a week and I went to see him three times. The first time I asked him about the precepts yeah, on the pra practice of uh, arms round, on the practice of not accepting money. Second time I went to see him, I asked him about the practice of concentration. Yeah. Uh, and then I asked him, 
So, have you attended Jana? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, <laughs> like, and then he told me, he smiled, and then he said, whether I have Jana or not, doesn't help me. <laughs> now I understand why. <laughs> yeah. But since then, a lot of students also ask me. Yeah, but I just started, no, I don't have Jana. So, but I know how to meditate. You want to learn? <laughs> Yeah, but now I really appreciate uh, there are many reasons why he answered that way. Yeah. Then the third question I asked him was that um, in the Theravadan tradition, oftentimes there's the emphasis that when you are med meditating and you are doing vipassana, don't think. Yeah. So I asked him, I said, but in the Pali Canon, we are supposed to discern impermanence, right? And to discern that the, the aggregates are impermanent, that they are subject to change, right? And then from there, to discern that they are suffering and to discern that it is no self. So right at the first two stages, impermanence and changing, to know that something is impermanent, to know that something has changed, you cannot have a static image. You must have two things to compare. Right? They said, uh, yeah. <laughs> I said, well, if you need to compare two things, then isn't that a form of thinking? He said, uh. <laughs> so the, the trouble is sometimes English words, not just English words, language itself. The trouble is sometimes with language. So when we think of thinking, it's usually the gross form of mental activities, right? And in when we say um, when we meditate, uh, we usually say you know to stop the thinking, right? But vipassana involves very fine uh, but very piercing discernment. Yeah. So it requires the mind to be very quiet so that you can really observe the changes you really see. Um, but you must do comparison. Ma. You know what I mean? If you are not doing comparison, how do you know that's changed? <laughs> you just see. <laughs> I now show you a picture. How, how, how do you discern any changes? Yeah. So by principle, um, you need to have uh, the ability to discern which involves the mind moving. The trouble with this is when our samatha itself is not um, mature enough, the moment we try to lose discernment, we don't have that calibration, we don't have that fine control to really just observe quietly. The moment we observe and try to compare or to then our mind go into the full swing thinking. And that breaks our concentration. Yeah, that immediately breaks our concentration. Or if we try to quieten it, then we, we our mind cannot discern. So when the when samatha is not mature, vipassana is not mature, you cannot do it together. Yeah. So in our tradition, we initially just do samatha for a while. Then you do vipassana in the form of just contemplation. Yeah, contemplation. 
But at the later stage, when the two happen together, then it becomes more refined. No? So, <笑>文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文盲師父文
and the seeing, that is still considered the unenlightened stage. 到了圣位,还是信解,人无我,法无我. So up to the enlightened stage, it is still the faith and understanding that uh, there's no self within the, the person uh, and no self within the phenomena. In other words, emptiness of self, emptiness of phenomena. So to have faith and understanding that all phenomena, the features or the signs of all phenomena is that it is non-arising and non-ceasing. Yeah. What is meant by actually it means that there's nothing substantial arising, nothing substantial ceasing. Yeah. If you say that there's something arising, something ceasing, it means that you think there's something substantial. At first place, there's nothing substantial. So how can you say there's anything arising and ceasing? Yeah. So Beijing Kong that is completely empty, ultimately empty. There's no self, no possession of self. So the Buddha here addressed Venerable Shambhuti. So uh, that which is said to be the features of phenomena. So what is that? So here there's additional explanation of what is meant by uh, features of phenomena. Yeah. So the Tathagata says it is uh, not features of phenomena. So what is it? What is the feature of all phenomena? It is that whatever phenomena that arises due to conditions, is all empty in nature. And that's why it's considered, it's, it's named Fei Fa Xiang. That is named not features of phenomena. Yeah. Because the moment we say feature of phenomena, we think it's substantial. So it's not. It's not substantial. Yeah. It's just named features of phenomena. Yeah, so this part is quite important actually. So what is this? So uh, simply put, conditionally arising. What is Jiamingyou? Uh, or maybe let me change this. Conditionally existent, conditional existence. And Jiamingyou. What is Jiamingyou? Let me see. So it means uh, artificially. Label existence. <clears throat> oh. So, Beijing Kong, Jiaming Yo, 
是不相妨碍。So, uh, emptiness and artificially labeled existence, they are not they are not mutually obstructing. Yeah, 还有缘起法的存在 There is still, uh, the the dependent arising, uh, phenomena that exists. So what what does it, what does all this means? So when something is conditionally existing, yeah, conditionally existing, then what it really means is its existence is also just artificially labeled. The trouble with us is the moment we hear of something, think of something, we think that is the real thing. We think it's a real thing. We think it's a substantial thing, and so then our likes, dislikes become more, more tangible, become so strong, and that's why we get happy and sad. Yeah, when we get what we want, or when we lose what we want. Yeah. Um, does it mean that they don't exist? No. Yeah. It just means that. It is not substantial. Yeah, it is just conventionally agreed upon to be called by this name or that name. So the two are actually talking about the same thing. Yin yuan you, jia ming you, ru huan you. So also a lot of you. Ah, you means have. Yeah. Nowadays when we say you may you, it means have or not, right? But you actually also means to exist, yeah, which still makes sense, right? You have that thing. It means that does that thing exist with you, right? And it's a long, long around, roundabout way of saying it, but it's the same meaning, isn't it? Yeah. So when we say that something exists or don't exist, they do exist, but not by itself. It exists due to conditions. And the existence is just uh, given a name. The, the trouble is when we think of names, we think it's a pointing to a real thing. So the jiaming just artificially labeled, uh, artificially labeled. So when your boss, when your boss tell you, "Wow, good job." Uh, next time your boss tell you good job, then you say this is just an artificial label. <laughs> yeah, I want to see something more substantial. Huh? don't just give me an award. Give me money. Money, money is more substantial. But no, money is also not substantial. Yeah. Then your boss say, oh, you want increment? Is it? Then you say no, increment is also not substantial. Or then your boss panic. A person who don't want fame by giving you a title, who don't want money, oh, your boss is at his at ends ends with which end? Sorry, but which end? Because your boss don't know how to control you. If you want fame, your boss can control you. If you want money, your boss can control you. Ah,、huh? uh, you want title, you want money, you want benefit, your boss can control you. You don't want anything, your boss. Jala, scratch it. How to make you work? 
。须菩提，若有人已满无量阿僧祇阿僧祇世界七宝持用布施，若有善男子、善女人发菩提心者，持于此经乃至四句四句偈等，受持读诵，为人演说，祈福甚彼，云何为人演说？不取于相，如如不动。啊、uh, ，We are now down to the Very final chapter, really. Yeah, yeah. We are down to the final chapter. Yeah. This, this, this part is, wow, such a. <clears throat> just when you thought you you understand the teaching, one final slap to you. <laughs> yeah. So again, still talking about oh, if you fill up the the whole world, yeah, not just the whole world. Yeah, 无量阿僧祇世界啊 ，so innumerable, uh, asankhya. So it's a great number of world system. You fill it up with the seven treasure and use that to, uh, offer do do offerings. Yeah, <clears throat> but compared to if a wholesome man, wholesome woman, were to evoke bodhicitta. That means you have the aspiration. Ah, let me practice the Bodhisattva path, okay, and attain enlightenment to liberate sentient beings. And then, and then you uphold this sutra up to what? So maybe not the whole sutra, maybe lesser, maybe lesser, up to even just four verses. And with this, up to four verses, down to just four verses, you are to. Uh, uh, uphold it, yeah. Accept it, uphold it. You have to recite it. You have to practice accordingly. And then the last one, Wei Ren Yan Shuo, yeah. And to and to expound it for others. Qi Fu Shen Bi. This this latter merits is greater than the former. So in her Wei Ren Yan Shuo, there are many sections that talk about this expounding for others. But here is explains. Yun He Wei Ren Yan Shuo, what is meant by expounding for others? 不取于相，如如不动。Okay, he never say, oh, first you must organize an event, yeah. Then after that you must organize a class and have students to come in, and then you must prepare your notes, and then you must have a title. This is how you should speak. No, never talk about that. Says. 不取于相，如如不动。So, not to press on to any features, any phenomena, 如如不动。And as a result, your mind <coughs> is unwavering. This is what is meant by 为人言说。This is what is meant by expounding to others. Yeah. Oh, high level. This is the high level. <laughs> 有第二课是应如是受持读诵啊，读受持诵说。So this is a second uh section, yeah. Uh, so this is talking about how one should uh uphold it, how one should be reciting it, and so on. Yeah. So 须菩提，若有人依满无量阿僧祇世界七宝持用布施 ，yeah. So if a person 
uh, the Buddha addressing the venerable Subhuti. Uh, if there's a person who fill up uh, many world system, how many innumerable asankhya world system? Yeah, filled up with seven treasures and use it to do offering. So then, what about it? So yang the it's even much more than the earlier one, huh? because asankhya is a very, <laughs> very big number. Yeah, and then here it says innumerable asankhya, basically tell you infinite. <laughs> yeah. So, so if there's wholesome man, wholesome woman, yeah, as I've explained earlier, so as I mentioned earlier, so here, one who has evoked Bodhicitta. Uh, in the Sutra and in many other Sutras, the full verse is Fa Anyao Duo Luo. So Fa Anyao Duo Luo, San Miao San Puti Sing. So in Chinese text, when we have it, uh, uh, there are a few meanings. One of them is such a person. Uh, something, something, zhe. Yeah. Uh, zhe zhe. That means that person. Yeah. So uh, when explained, then we say this is Bai If you look at sutras, you notice something. You can you don't find the word the. This word in the sutra, Why? Because they don't that day I was discussing, I was discussing with my Dhamma brother. I said, Hey, it seems like in Kuwen, no the. Then he's like, Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we search. Hey, really cannot find. <laughs> At least in the Yoga Chara, Bhubi Sashra cannot find. Yeah. No Kuwen, don't have. Yeah. So here, Anyao Tolo, Anutara, or Anutaro, Sama Sambodhi. Yeah. So to have the mindset of Anutara, Sama Sambodhi. That means you have the aspiration to attain the unsurpassed perfect enlightenment. Yeah. So we shorten all this into Putising. Putising. Bodhicitta. Not that we shorten them. In the text, they also use this term. No? So Putising. So in English text, you often see Bodhicitta. Bodhicitta is actually referring to the aspiration to attain Buddhahood. So this person, if this person is able to uh, uphold, to accept, to uphold, uh, to recite this perfection of Wisdom Sutra, no, the Diamond Sutra. So how much? Maybe the person can practice the whole set. Or maybe just half of it. Or maybe even lesser. Yeah, up to maybe four gatas. Yeah. The verses and the meaning. And further is able to expound for others. Yeah. The meaning. 
the words and the meaning of the Diamond Sutra. Yeah, the Diamond Perfection of Wisdom Sutra. The merits is much greater than the one before. Yeah. So this person, the merits, the, the wholesome qualities that the person received, yeah, is what is surpassing, yeah, it's even more supreme than the one before, the one who filled up the immute, uh, immeasurable Asankhya world system with seven treasures and then use it to do offering. Yeah? It's even greater than that. And then here's the exciting part. In her way, so. So what does it mean by expounding for others? How do you do that? So, grasping grasping onto the features. What does that mean? It means that your mind grasps onto the features of, of, of all those, all the phenomena that arise through conditions. Yeah. Yeah. So features of form, features of the mind, features of man, features of women, the features of that which is agreeable, that which is disagreeable. To grasp onto all these features, yeah, as being real. Here, when we say features, more more precisely, is that the feature is in your mind, and then you grasp onto the feature in your mind as being real. Whatever you perceive, you think is real. This is what is meant here. Yeah, if it's not in your mind, nothing will do with you, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So the grasping is always about us grasping on in our mind. So we may grasp on thinking that we are grasping on to the thing outside, but ultimately it's what you perceive itself. You grasp on to your perception as well. Yeah. So that is all real. And on top of all these features, all these signs, all these fabrications, concepts in your mind, yeah, you do you perform all kinds of falsehood discrimination. Yeah. Uh, basically, all kinds of thinking. Thinking that is like this, thinking like that, thinking is real, substantial, and so on. Yeah, do all kinds of thinking discrimination. Uh, so this is what is meant by grasping onto the features. Now we learn this Dharma door of the signless, of the featureless. Now within this diamond perfection uh, sutra. Yeah. This diamond perfect uh, wisdom uh, Dharma door of signlessness. Those who expound this uh, diamond perfection of wisdom sutra, yeah, you should not grasp onto any features. 
，观察一切相都是毕竟空。You should contemplate and observe how all features are empty in nature. Yeah, if you can do that, then what happens? 如如不动，啊、uh, ，then you are unwavering. 第一个如是毕竟空，呃，第二个如观毕竟空的智慧也是毕竟空。哇，第三点是一个毛钱吗 ？So， 呃、uh, ，the first the first 如，第一个如，第二个如，第一个如是毕竟空 ，is emptiness。第二个如观察毕竟空的智慧也是毕竟空。The second 如 is referring to wisdom、uh,。啊 ，this is where I must admit to you. Sometimes I don't understand how my teacher and the great masters figure out the two rule. <laughs> how on earth do you know the first rule is this? The second rule is that? <laughs> yeah, but my teacher is not so bad. There are those who wow really expand, expand until you also don't know where they come from, where it come from. Yeah. So at least this is still in line with emptiness. So, emptiness and the wisdom of emptiness are both empty. Yeah. Or rather, first one is emptiness. Second one is the wisdom of emptiness. It's also empty. So, 两个空相契合的时候，心里无一切分别相，名为不动。So my teacher says, when these two emptiness, that means emptiness of all phenomena and emptiness of the wisdom. Then it covers everything, right? So,、uh, when this happens, 心里无一切分别相 Then in your mind, there's no、uh, discriminating features. In my opinion, it is that there's no grasping onto any features. Yeah, you see that all features is illusory. Yeah, so here it, to me is very crucial. It's not that your mind go blank. Ah,、uh. yeah, to me it doesn't make sense. Oh, then the mind go blank. In that case, then how does the Buddha know who who is ready to receive teachings, who is not? Right, the Buddha's mind is always connecting with、uh, the ultimate reality and is unwavering. Right? Yeah. But we, can we say that Buddha's mind is blank? He talked to Bhante. Yeah. Oh, blessed one. Yeah. Bhagavan, I have a question. What is Vedana? Then Buddha said, "No, then." Blank, no. Yeah, that that would be ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, but of course there are some traditions that said, yeah, it's like that. But somehow Buddha can magically still reply. <laughs> to me, it's it's it makes more sense that the Buddha is able to discern everything clearly. But most importantly, the difference between Buddha and us, he see that all these are illusory. It is dependent arising. It's insubstantial, and because of non-grasping, that's why unwavering. Yeah, 名为不动 The 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 explanation is doesn't have to be wrong, but I'm giving the another level, which is which to me lah makes more sense for us, so that we can when work towards that direction. Otherwise, there's a magical leap from where we are. Don't suddenly reach that point and eh. That part blank. Then, yeah. So this this meaning, ah, 心里无一切分别相 This is referring to our 
that very habitual grasping that things are substantial. Yeah. That, that is removed. Yeah. But is that awareness? Is that knowing that there are features and phenomena? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's just the difference is the one with that wisdom see that this is illusory. This is dependent arising, it's empty in nature. Yeah. And that's why it's able to be unwavering. So, so my teacher split in this way. According to my teacher, not grasping onto features, that is the vipassana. The unwavering is samatha. Yeah. So then this is uh, the mind abiding onto the ultimate reality, yeah, the foremost truth. Yeah, that means the mind is abiding on the ultimate reality. Yeah. So, so usually when we meditate, when we meditate, we are meditating on the conventional truth. So, so, so for example, so for example, we have the breath as the object of meditation. Then the mind abides, yeah, stops at the in and out breath. If you are to when visualize or contemplate a lotus flower, then our mind stop there. So, for the sweet or we may use other object of meditation. Yeah? So, for example, the four elements earth, water, fire, wind. For example, the four fundamental colors yeah? cyan, yellow, red, and white. Yeah? So these are all using worldly, uh, conventional uh, objects, yeah, as our uh, of conventional um, feel, yeah, as our object. So So this kind of samatha, this kind of quietening, uh, concentration practice is just the precursor method. So in way. 若是要求我们初开始就是不住色身心，不住香身香味触法身心，不住一切法而身其心，这是办不到的。Why why must we use this kind of objects initially? Because if we ask everybody, yeah, initially, right at the start, to practice in this way, yeah, in what way? So don't abide on form and give rise to uh, the mind. Yeah. Don't abide by abide by what? Don't abide by the uh, sound, smell, taste, touch, and mental objects to give rise to the mind. Yeah. To give rise to evoke the mind yeah, without abiding in anything. That's not possible. 
，说怎那怎么办呢？能好，我不得已啊，给一个方便，说呃 ，can be help， 说的不得 ，can be help， 啊 ，have to give us 啊 ，this a method， 啊，给一个方便，用出入息做手眼镜啊 ，using the breath as the object， 等到定力已。因此而成就以后，就修毗婆舍那。So wait until our concentration has already uh been accomplished, then we practice vipassana. 观一切法空，心就在第一地那里停下来。Then you contemplate on uh the emptiness of all phenomena, and then the mind abide on the foremost truth and stop there. So 慢慢的就成为圣人。而不是反复了。Then slowly you become an enlightened one, not uh, not a, what I call it, not a unenlightened being anymore. 所以不取一相就是修观，如如不动是修止。And so, uh, the non-grasping of features, that is, uh, according to my teacher, the cultivation of vipassana, then 如如不动 is referring to samatha. 呃，这这不是我们凡夫一般所谓的世俗地的职了。So then this is not our uh common uh samatha that we practice in the worldly sense, yeah. 而是止于圣义地。Then this is um abiding, yeah, quietening the mind, stilling the mind on the uh the superior uh truth, yeah, the ultimate reality. 这样成功的时候就是圣人了。If you succeed in this way, then you are the you become an enlightened being. Oh, become an enlightened being. Yeah, 不取一相如如不动。Yeah, 不取一相如如不动。呃，啊 ，We can discuss later this part. 这是佛开示初发心。啊，触发菩提心的人，应如是知见行解性解，这个应如是受持读诵正中分第一大科开显无为，呃，这个无为圣义地相说完了。Yeah. So actually after this is the that's it lah. No more. Yeah. Up to here. So up to here, oh. So today we will stop here. So next week will be the last. We'll end in July. Ha ha ha. Yes, Wei Wen, you have a question. Sorry, just want to clarify. Uh, I'm not sure if I heard correctly. Uh, -huh. uh just now the Zi Guan Shang Yuan. I think. Oh, sorry. Ah. Uh, any uh, Shifu mentioned can do from concentration, not just something something neighborhood. Wait, wait, come again. Can, uh, let me um, the mic increase the volume. Uh, I'm not sure if Shifu mentioned can do from concentration, not just uh something neighborhood concentration, is it? Oh, uh, I was 
I was uh, I was uh, explaining what my teacher was saying here. Uh, let me find for you. Uh. Hmm. So this is the part yeah, uh, that you are you should be referring to. Mm. Yeah. Oh, 直观双印. Uh, so what is your question? You um, said that I said that, but... <laughs> uh, something neighborhood concentration, you uh, I'm not sure oh. if I heard correctly. Uh-huh, and then? Let's and just so listen. What, what is that neighborhood concentration? Ah, okay. I'm not sure oh. that term. Ah, so, uh, neighborhood concentration. So there are a few English common English translation known as neighborhood or excess concentration. Yeah. So neighborhood, you know how to spell, huh? You know which word is it, right? So the other one is excess. Yeah. So in Chinese is called Wei Dao Di Ding or Jing Fen Ding. Yeah. So uh, usually, it refers to the uh, concentration just before first jhana. Uh, just before first jhana. So it's known as uh, excess concentration uh, in part because when you reach this stage, then you, in a way, gain access to first jhana. Yeah. Uh, because it's the immediate stage just before that. Uh, uh, but in various texts, it also talks about how before second jhana, before third jhana, before fourth jhana, there's also jingfenting. But those are usually less highlighted because this is the main one that most people like <laughs> have difficulty reaching. Yeah. Once you reach first jhana, after that, yeah, much uh, slightly much better, like, much better than before that. Yeah, so, and because the this is the first time you have anything close to jhana. Uh, so this part, this one is oftentimes highlighted. Well, it is also known as neighborhood concentration because it is in the neighborhood of first jhana, uh, near to. Uh, uh, so in Chinese, jing fen ding. So it's similar meaning to the neighborhood concentration meaning. Uh, so um, the T here is referring to the first genre. So you have concentration also, but haven't reached that. <laughs> Almost. Hey, Sufu, I don't meditate, I also haven't reached first genre. Uh, when, you are not, you, when you're not meditating, you don't know how to meditate, don't have there's no name for you. <laughs> uh, so we only have a name when it's, you are nearby already. Uh, nearby. It's like when you drive, uh, then a GPS. If you are still very far away, they don't tell you, uh, you know, uh, 300 meters, turn left, <laughs> take the exit. Yeah. Far, far away, they won't tell you 10 kilometers, <laughs> turn left. Uh, tell me so early for <laughs> Yeah, you're at home, suddenly the, your phone, yeah, you're at home, your phone come out. What do you want? <laughs> Five kilometers, turn left. But I'm not even going anywhere. <laughs> Why are you telling me? <laughs> yeah, so 
uh, have a bit of that connotation. Uh. Yeah, very near, really. Uh, very near. Uh. Thank you, Shifu. Mm. Uh, so, if you want to, uh, uh, according to my teacher, actually quite quite a lot of people can attain the the earlier one. This Yu Jie Ding. Yu Jie Ding. Yeah. Uh, if you manage to practice for a duration of time, yeah, you can experience a bit of that. The trouble with the yu thing, the concentration that is an, at the central desire state. Why is it given that name? Because you are not free of central desire yet. Just temporary subdued for a while. Uh, not, not, first jhana doesn't mean you are free of it also, but you are far away enough. Uh, uh, distant away from it. So uh, I, I like the way he described. He said, Woman can light our sanchi, sao sao yu dian yu jie ding. He even say even for the excess concentration, yeah, it's not stable. He said, uh, can then the other way down the thing. Ah, xiao xiao san. Liu Yichen, Hui Lai, Mei Maybe you, then maybe you attain the sensual desire concentration. Maybe you attain the SS neighborhood concentration. But in the afternoon, you go down to the town, you go one round, come back, no more. <laughs> yeah, no more. Mei Yeah, hard to maintain. Hard to maintain. Yeah. Yeah. So this part here, uh, what I was trying to explain from, from my teacher's uh, teaching is yeah. So when you practice samatha and you are successful, yeah, after that, then without eating. Yeah. That means you are not just it's not that you 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 don't practice this is that you don't just attain the sensual desire concentration, you don't just attain the neighborhood excess concentration. Yeah. And maybe you have even the form concentration, in other words, the jhana. You have the form concentration, and then, then within this concentration, people so then within this concentration, you also cultivate vipassana and you are successful. Oh. Then what happened? when that happens, then it's known as that samatha vipassana are both active. Oh. Uh. If you look at the Pali Canon, it also talks about these two. Yeah? In some of the, the texts, they translated as tranquility and insight. Yeah? So the Buddha says there are those who practice tranquility first, then they practice insight. There are those who practice insight first, then they practice tranquility. Yeah. Then there are those who are able to master both. So he says those who can practice, who has tranquility but no insight, you should look for someone who has insight to learn from them how to practice insight. Those who have insight but no tranquility should learn from those with tranquility but no insight. 
I mean, it doesn't mean there must be no insight, uh, but those with tranquility, uh, then this way you can develop both. Okay. Okay, any other question? This last part here, Yun He Wei Ren Yan Shuo, Bu Qi Yi Xiang Ru Ru Bu Dong. I'm a stupid monk. <laughs> so my understanding is more stupid, not very profound one. My understanding is simply that there's a twist to what we usually understand by expounding to others. We usually think expounding to others is using words to expound. But if you use words to expound, then it's not in line with the whole theme of this teaching, which is Wu Xiang. Right? That means no features, no sign. Right? So instead of using words, then it's through your own uh, experience of the teaching. It's through your um, own practice. Yeah. So the non-grasping of all phenomena. Yeah. Or non-grasping. Yeah. And then uh, when you are, when you don't grasp, then your mind is unwavering. And in this way, you are an example to others. Uh, this is how I interpret. That means you teach by example. Yeah. Oh, well, you teach by example. Then this will connect with the next section. Well, next section is next week. Okay. <clears throat> uh, but uh, difficult. Uh. <laughs> yeah, this is difficult. The moment we open our eyes, we grasp. The moment we listen, we grasp. Everything we grasp. And so, not so easy. But we must try. Let's try. Yuan Xiao San Zhang Zhu Fan Nao. Yuan Xiao San Zhang Zhu Fan Nao. Yuan De Zhi Hui Zhen Ming Liao. Yuan De Zhi Hui Zhen Ming Liao. Bu Yuan Zui Zhang Xi Xiao Chu. Amitabha. 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 Amitab